0: On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. What's going on, guys? What's up, Mike? Uh,
1: It's been a minute. How have you been?
2: I've been all right. Been fucking super busy, and then I went on vacation.
1: You know what? Yeah. It's the summer after a goddamn pandemic. We're allowed to take as many weeks off as we want. We don't get paid for this shit.
2: Well, we owe it to our, uh, our clients <laughs> to keep on a regular schedule. Do you know? know, when you make this kind of money, you know, you have to live up to expectations. So...
1: Well, uh, you know what, youngsters, we're really sorry. If you want to have us be more consistent, then just make it the fall, because we'll be better in the fall. Will something. we? I don't know. That sounds like an emo song, doesn't it?
2: We'll be better in the fall. Yes. <laughs> How? Uh, how's that? That's everyone my been- favorite uh, promise ring song. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bitches. Um,
1: how's everyone? How's everyone been? It's been you know three or four weeks. Mike went to Savannah. It's exciting.
2: Catch Beautiful city. Beautiful city. That's a lovely place. My, uh, my mother recently relocated there, and uh, I highly suggest everyone go there in the winter. Don't go there in July, because it'll be 100 degrees, 100% humidity, but it was still nice.
1: It'll be as hot as Woodstock 99, is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah even
2: hotter, Yeah, without all the rape. Did you go um, to uh, Paul, <clears throat> Paula Dean's restaurant? I don't go to that racist bitch's restaurant. <laughs> Sorry, Russ. I, uh, I did go to a place called Alligator Soul, and I ate antelope, which was that. delicious, by wow. the way. Really, it's almost like, it's, it's like beef, except on the finish, you get that little tiny bit of gaminess, and it's that just a little really lighter. It was very good, and I ate candied alligator, and candied that place alligator? is amazing. Yeah.
1: How was that?
2: That's really good. Have you ever eaten alligator before?
1: I haven't, and I'm boycotting K's since they weren't open on Tuesday that last week. Uh,
2: Do they have ga- actual gator, or do they no. just call it that?
1: I think they have actual gator there.
2: Oh, uh, okay. I've had it deep fried. Uh, it was really greasy, but this was candied, so it was like... It kind of was like... Uh, it had, you know... It had like a brown sugar molasses kind of thing going... And people are like gator. It's just like chicken. It's not. It's it's gator, <laughs> and so it it has like a gator to me has almost like a like a tuna okay. taste to it, it. Makes sense with with like a poultry thing, going, some kind of gamey bird or something like that. I would um, say that. that was great. Yeah, see went you, to the Fair Museum, saw some beautiful works of art. See any ghosties? Huh? See any ghosties? no no i know yeah it's allegedly like the most haunted city in america but not a lot of ghosts
3: (laughs) yeah i've been to savannah it's beautiful yeah it's really pretty did you see ghosts russ no we went on like a tour but yeah we did did that a few years ago
1: pop out of the wall and blast off a huge cum shot
3: (laughs) yeah they did a
2: couple of them russ are you up for this Uh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm totally serious. It's like you <clears throat> sound real, real... Like when you said you were sick, I was like, oh, that that sucks. But you sound like super, super sick, man. I mean, are you... Yeah, do, you sound like shit. Do you want to yeah, no, wait a day I'm and get some... I'm definitely sick, but... Do you want to wait a day and get some rest and see if it's if it's good tomorrow?
3: I've been trying to rest and haven't had much luck, so...
2: Okay. Um, if only yeah, if you're can, up for it, man. I don't want to no, make I you do this if you don't feel good. Cause, I, don't,
3: then, I don't mind. It's fine. We can... R-
2: Russ okay. confided in me that talking about <clears throat> Neil is like
1: restful slumber to him. So,
3: yeah. oh really? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean I don't um, want to like bum everyone out, but I'm I'm good. I'll be all right. Well, it's
2: a Neil Young podcast, so, <laughs> so someone's going to get bummed out at some point.
3: <laughs> That's true.
1: <laughs> yeah. Even
2: Neil. Neil's pretty bummed out. <laughs> yeah.
1: You see, got you guys see that lineup for Farm Aid?
2: Yeah, yeah
1: that looks like really little- good.
2: Do you guys get tickets? No. Yeah, I didn't either. I'm going to see if expensive. I can snake some from somebody somewhere.
1: Well I don't I don't I, the lineup looks great, but we're we're go we're playing the side stage for the outlaw show and it's like half the people there are just at the outlaw show a few weeks after. So I would just now, is this, is the this
2: an outlaw country show or is this the actual outlaws? No it's oh, outlaw Willie country. Nelson. Oh it's Willie Nelson. <laughs> Willie yeah. Margo,
1: Sturgill, So
2: So there's not going to be a 20-minute green grass and high tides?
1: I mean, I'm hoping there will be.
2: Somebody should – you guys should do that. Um,
1: Mm. So we're playing that September 10th up in – it's Guilford, New Hampshire. It's at the pavilion up there. Oh, nice. Just just the side stage.
2: Oh, that was the the last place you played with Willie, right? Yes,
1: yes. And fairly bittersweet because we were supposed to do the main stage right before the pandemic and, you know, whatever. We we don't need to talk about it. It's going to make me and Russ cry. But we're doing the side stage, which is great, and then – the next day, I'm flying to Chattanooga to go see uh, the Moon River Festival with my wife. Dude, 140 bucks for tickets. Wilco, Dr. Dog, Dawes, mm. The Indigo Girls, Mipso, Lake Street Dive, uh, and like, like a shit ton of other bands that I'm forgetting. But uh, and because we're flying on September 11th, tickets are wicked cheap. <laughs>
2: Is that a thing? Really? People don't want to fly on September 11th?
1: Apparently, because our tickets were like, like I want to say $94 a piece. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. So. Round trip? Yeah. <clears throat>
2: That's yeah, awesome. It's, it's
1: crazy. That's really good. Yeah. So I'm pumped. Uh, although you're I, gonna uh,
2: be, You're going to be in the noog.
1: I've never been. Have you been?
2: No. No, I know a woman from Chattanooga. She hates it. Really? Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, if Wilco's like, going to be there, it's going to be a much better place.
1: I've never seen Wilco live, so I'm very excited.
2: Oh, man. So. I yeah. bet they're great. Yeah, I, and I, The last time I saw Wilco live was with Neil. Oh, really? Yeah, over at the DCU Center. And nice. they were friggin' amazing. No matter what Bill Janovitz says from Buffalo Tom when we interviewed him. That's right. They were noodling him. No, they weren't. Hey, fucking Wilco, dude. You, sh- <laughs> you shut up. shut, you shut up, your Bill. Buffalo Tom mouth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. Well, sorry that we couldn't do this one live, boys. I guess it, it, it worked out because Russ is sick. But uh, apparently, yeah, we all w- get sick.
3: W- I wouldn't have been able to do that anyway.
1: We had a uh, little cookout on the fourth here, and uh, a bag of trash got left here <laughs> in my garage, and mm-hmm. not in the not in the studio, but in the garage. And the flies were out of control. Like I had those fly strips, I had to buy those, and they filled up. But I never thought to check in here. And then I walked in yesterday and it was, it was a nightmare. I think, I think a, like an apple core got thrown in here or oh something. Oh God. Was
2: it, was it little David Briggs? Is he rotting in a corner of your garage somewhere?
1: Mike, I don't know where little David Briggs is. I'll be honest with you.
2: Oh man. Yeah, I miss that dude.
1: Really? So do you though? Cause this is the first time you brought him up in several episodes. <laughs> also fuck?
2: Am I back? <laughs> you, you never left. Yeah. You didn't leave. Are you, are you sure you're up for this man Are you drinking like Are you drinking the DM Are you like tripping out on the fucking What is What is Uh... The scissorp? You got the Sizzurp going I've heard the
1: scissorp is really good
2: I've heard that too But I, I'm afraid of cough medicine
1: You know what Next live podcast we do it
2: Okay <laughs> <laughs> Little Sizzurp on the rocks Yeah Did I really not go anywhere
3: yeah, No Oh, you guys were gone for me, and I switched my internet thing. Oh, you sure we weren't just extremely boring?
1: Yeah, we haven't (laughs) talked about Neil yet.
3: Last thing I heard was Luke say something about someone leaving a bag
2: of trash. Oh, my God. Jeez. Yeah. It's crazy that 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 was there since you said the 4th of July.
1: Yeah, so we were supposed to get it taken out. Uh, My in-laws had a dumpster, and they came and took uh, other things but not that they didn't see the huge bags of trash in the corner but it's gone now the garage is cleared out mostly i there's a little home remedy i looked up you get a little squirt bottle little shout out to squirt but not (laughs) not that kind of squirt but uh water and cayenne pepper you just spray it all over the places where the flies are
2: oh no shit the next day
1: yeah dude oh that's
2: that's an awesome idea yeah it's great i didn't know that
1: so i'm gonna do that in here now but i don't know
2: like during the podcast
1: yeah during the podcast okay cool and if i if you see me swatting and shit there's there's just fucking ridiculous and there's of course open cans of like fruity seltzer so there's fruit flies every, it's just a nightmare
2: okay that's none of mine obviously no you, no, no, were, no, no, no you were drinking the the girl drinks all right
1: oh, Does come it on. make you feel better that i've moved up to elysian uh super fuzz
2: what what is that
1: i don't know it's an ipa it's,
2: it's oh really it at least it's a beer
1: yeah whatever <laughs> fuck you well since we've uh since we've since we've been gone,
3: since we've been gone.
2: yeah rainbow this is a right now a rainbow <laughs> podcast we've been gone that long
1: that's right um i in the time we've been gone uh me and russ recorded uh ep won't be done wow. for a long time we have still got a lot to do but we did that we played a bunch of house shows i got drug tested which was terrifying. Wow. Mm-hmm. But I passed.
2: That's even more terrifying. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, and listen, youngsters, you're going to have to indulge us. We haven't talked to each other in a little while. Right. Uh, I just wanted to run this by you guys. This doesn't have anything to do with Neil. We're going to get to the two live albums. I promise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a conversation with a coworker the other day. I'm not going to mention his name. Okay. He told me, don't ask how this came up. It was just one of those work conversations. He told me he uh, – we were talking about types of underwear we wear. I mentioned, I'm a proud boxer brief guy. have been for since, – since high school. And uh, he goes, really? He goes, dude, I go commando. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. Like he's been day. going commando for a while. That's just a thing. And then he's like, dude, a lot of people go commando. He's like, underwear. He's like, I'm telling you, once you – he said a good hot day with a cool breeze, you'll never go back to wearing underwear again. He said it's... <laughs>
2: I've, uh, I've been commando since the late 80s. Is this real? Absolutely.
1: You're not fucking around?
2: No. I have underwear that I use when I have to wear a I suit.
1: I knew it. I knew Mike was going to be a commando guy.
2: Oh, yeah. I have been forever. Really? In jeans and everything? I can't, I can't go back. <clears throat> it's it too it feels it feels weird it's too uncomfortable it's too restrictive you know because i have such a huge package okay now i know you're lying no no i i, I have been commando since college For uh, real? that came out of not doing my laundry so uh but then i i couldn't go back to wearing underwear under my pants so it's just too too uncomfortable
1: let me tell you the part that blew my mind okay because commando whatever and apparently there's like a whole bunch of people that do it. They like talk about it.
2: Yeah, uh, I it's really great. Love
1: go on commando. I know after I finish recording, Mike, you're going to ask me for this guy's name and number. So you guys can like, yeah. Cause
2: people. I want him to join the, uh, the club.
1: The, here's the weirdest part. We have a locker room at work, obviously. Uh, he comes to work in underwear and then changes out of his underwear into just
2: why, why,
1: I don't know. Isn't what? that the weirdest thing you've ever heard? Why doesn't it to
2: work? I don't know. At least he's not a new weird. nude. I never I never nude. nude. And he did, and he took off his pants. Never, and nude. I never, I never nude. Never nude. And he had a, he yeah. had jean shorts under it. <laughs> Luke went as
3: Tobias one year, I think, <laughs> with the jean shorts. Yeah, yeah, for Halloween, it was great. <laughs> did you paint your
2: face blue? Yeah, I did.
1: No, I I got one of those uh, Charlie <laughs> Kelly blue suits. You know how he has the green man? I got, yes. I got blue man, and then I just wore the jean shorts over it. <laughs> I blew myself. All right, let's hit the theme song. Okay. This is our Neil Young podcast where we mostly.
3: And listen to
0: each one it's long may you
2: young give this like yourself up yeah i gotta here, hold on a second
3: <sighs> he's like joe rogan getting in the ice bath <laughs> red
2: leather yellow leather <laughs> oh what did he say <laughs> the human torch was denied a bank loan <laughs> yeah. all right i'm ready
3: I'm leaving leaving that
2: in Welcome to Long May You Young The uh, only Neil Young podcast Until those lousy Canadians That threatened up with starting up Another Neil Young Young podcast Start one too So whatever you guys You know we're waiting on it Whatever it may be It's only going to be worth Half of this one Because it's Canada uh, oh, good job with the Stanley Cup, by the way. So, uh, welcome. We talk about Neil Young's uh, catalog. We go through the whole musical catalog. We talk about his movies. We have interviews. Everything Neil, right here. You can uh, get with us on uh, Twitter at Long May You Young. Same thing on Instagram at Long May You Young. We're also on Facebook, and we always post to the Neil Young subreddit, so you can get us there and communicate with us there too. And my name is Mike Shu, along with Luke and Russ Condon from the band Town Meeting, who you hey, should. See, And if you are listening uh, outside the New England area, uh, you should listen to them on whatever streaming service that they're on because they're awesome. Uh, do Bandcamp because that way you can buy their stuff. You're, yeah. You guys are on Bandcamp, right? <clears throat> we are, and we
1: have some stuff exclusive to Bandcamp. We're starting to release live nice. stuff because uh, we're slowly breaking into this year. We're doing a lot of house shows because they pay more, and uh, we're just trying to get our bearings back because no one's played live music for
2: a fucking Right year and a half i know best way,
3: the best way to support us though is to do uh join our patreon yeah not, not the podcast go. the podcast doesn't have a patreon but not john yet. Locke, who's a listener is a supporter of town meetings patreon so yes. we appreciate that
2: awesome so there you go we uh we talk neil and uh and we talk about other things like football movies and underwear and Going occasionally commando. we talk about semen <clears throat> yes. uh so there you go would and, you say
1: occasionally uh,
2: occasionally now not it, it used to be every episode it's true but it's only you know i don't know it's hard because we've only we, we've become biweekly or triweekly at this point so
1: <laughs> it's um, just for the summer i
2: think this is quad yeah. quad weekly quad weekly all right it's just for the summer we apologize yeah. for that but my job's gotten really busy and these guys like they said the band's starting up again so yeah, we're
1: recording you know and people are going on vacation it just fucking right. it's the summertime if you right. don't like it venmo each of us 2000 dollars. And we will go uh, weekly for the rest of the summer.
2: I think that's a fair amount. Yeah, I think that's I think a good, fair. Yeah. yeah, I think that's very fair for what you're getting, which is a lot. <laughs> because we're the only one out there. Yeah. Okay, mean, so we fucking, can charge
3: that. I'm fucking sick and I'm doing this shit for yeah, you guys. Yeah,
2: see? So, so he needs $2,000 just to buy some friggin' NyQuil. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that shit's expensive, man.
1: Russ, are a I took, I took go the fund me for some scissorp.
2: Yeah. Sizzurp,
3: yeah, I know. That sounds interesting. I don't know about that stuff.
2: Well, will ask, uh, what's his name? Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. Oh, Lil like, Wayne's a Cesarp oh, yeah, King. Yeah. And look how well he's doing, right? Yeah, he's good. Who says the drugs don't work? Also, all right. So tonight, or tonight, or today, or whatever time you're listening, we're going to talk about, uh, the first two releases from Neil's, uh, archive series.
1: Were these the first ones?
2: These were the first two. Yeah. Okay. He, he, he kept talking about the archive. He's been talking about the archive since I think Decade came out. Yeah. And, uh, and so, it's, you know, everyone thought it was going to happen, but instead he started releasing stuff piecemeal. And uh, these were, the, I believe, Live at the Fillmore East, 1970, came out first. I think. Or, and then Massey Hall, or is it the other way around?
1: I think you got it right. I th- uh, no, live no, no, it was Massey. Live first. at Fillmore
2: Was it Massey first?
3: East. Live at Fillmore East was 11-14-2006, and Live at Massey Hall was 03-13-2007
2: okay so, yeah, so the 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 so Fillmore yes, came film out war first
3: Was was well, yes
2: so it, do you want to start you do, do you want to start with that one?
3: Well, um, I feel
1: like we can kind of dip into both which one did you guys like more? We've had a decent amount did you did uh, you listen tough, to them a I, 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 I didn't think I, I didn't get Matthew. a chance to listen
2: to either of them because we just didn't have enough time in between episodes <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's a classic shoe uh no nah, fuck
2: fuck you answer
1: <laughs> it's been uh it's
2: been in too it. long whatever i have to say massey hall is one of the finest live recordings i love yeah, I, I have hall ever listened to yeah. in I my life
1: I, I definitely go massey as well now let yeah. me ask you this massey or young shakespeare
2: massey Probably really massey. yeah and i know they're similar and um and he's in fine voice in both. But you know what it really comes down to for me is the re- the recording quality is phenomenal. David yeah. Briggs yeah, recorded right. these shows during this Journey Through the Past tour he did. Um, and it sounds, it's just so, it sounds beautiful. And yeah. then when you listen to it on high res on the archives, yeah. holy yeah. shit, you can hear him like, moving his fingers on the keys and just handling the instruments and just, you get the entire feel of the show, but it's, I think it's just beautifully recorded and Neil is in strong voice. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I,
1: I will say, um, it was very refreshing, um, to kind of dip into these. And I've been loving his albums, uh, nineties into now, you know, with a few like, are you passionate exceptions? <laughs> um, but uh, like really enjoying these, uh, like his newer stuff more than I thought I would. But <sighs> these, it was really kind of refreshing to go back to the past to hear him. Like he did, like what the fuck is the song that was unreleased on, on Massey? Bad Fog uh, of Loneliness. Yeah. Um, fucking great song. And even him doing um the the song he opens with, the Buffalo Springfield song.
3: On the way home.
1: On the way home, I'm um, in far better than yeah. the Buffalo Springfield version, in my humble
3: opinion. No, I agree with you, too. I think the like recording quality and just uh, how you can really hear everything, and his voice is fucking exceptional. Mm. And uh, he's just like he's just there. He's just in it. And to me, the wildest thing that made it so emotional was like trying to imagining like trying to imagine being there and hearing these mm. songs for the first time you know like when i was listening and he's explaining old man and stuff and i'm like this audience has never <laughs> never heard this you right like,
2: yeah. it's like nine of the 17 songs on there were unreleased yeah. at the time and, and I think that's the, one that, of the great things about Neil's that he's not afraid to throw it out there. You know, a lot of yeah. a lot of especially these days, a lot of artists don't want to do that because they just want to try to keep people in the seats. And yeah, so that,
3: this was like that was right before Harvest.
2: Yes. this so, was in So between, his big success
3: yeah. at that point was basically after the gold rush. I mean, everybody knows this is nowhere as well, but.
2: No, after the gold rush, yeah, cuz at that like point a he was in thing. Crosby still's in Nash. Yeah. And so his name was out there even more. And so when he right. put out after the gold rush, people, you know, more people knew who he was, but
3: Cuz I feel like his first record that we've talked about it wasn't like a huge success. His for, you know,
2: No. It wasn't very so. sexy. It wasn't funny or sexy. Yeah. Or fun. <clears throat> and, and then I
3: don't fun. I don't know how much we talked about with um everybody knows this is nowhere, but I imagine most people were just kind of like confused. So then, like, after the gold rush was, like, his real big thing that was. Right. And then, right. Although the response, if
2: you judge by the response <clears throat> for, the, for the everybody knows this is nowhere stuff on, on Massey, people knew it and loved it. Yeah,
3: it did it. seem like, mm-hmm. yeah, people knew it, yeah. Um, but I think, obviously, the, after the gold rush stuff got the biggest sort of response. Yeah,
2: that was still fresh. And it wouldn't be, yeah. it would be like a year, I think, until Harvest came out. So he was yeah, doing these songs. Imagine like that. It's, I know. I think wow. that's so awesome. That's and so I was doing crazy. the same thing, <laughs> Russ. I was sitting there listening to it wherever I was in the car. I was
3: getting emotional,
2: man. I was like, I know. And I was thinking, God, <laughs> he's telling the story and he plays this yeah. song and it's just like, wow. And it's such a great song. I mean, but it's hard. It's hard to keep the perspective. It is because you, you know,
3: it's, it's burned into our consciousness, yeah. our, our culture, our everything. But like, I'm just trying, I was literally doing it like a meditation, like trying to think, imagine being someone in that audience and have never heard these songs, mm. you know? And then, yeah. and then like in a time traveling vampire way, being like, oh, I fucking <laughs> heard that shit before, you know, like that's just, <laughs> that's crazy.
1: So Pitchfork,
3: that's so crazy.
1: Pitchfork, who I I, I kind of, I think is hit or miss, but they wrote a little, a really cool review. And I wanted to read this one part of it about um, Massey. They said the January 1971 tour fell between Young's after the Gold Rush album where his folk origins had started to seep back in amidst the overdrive of songs like Southern Man and 1972's Harvest, the warm country rock crossover that won him his great greatest commercial success. Many of the Harvest songs show up in this set still dripping from their compositional birth and stripped of their eventual Nashville pageantry, they're surprisingly morose. With its plucky banjo and Linda Ronstadt slash James Taylor backing vocals, Old Man shows itself to be more about the horror of growing old alone than country comfort, and the eventual mega-hit Heart of Gold is tossed off as the bridge to a stripped-bare version of A Man Needs a Maid, one of Young's most painfully misanthropic songs.
3: Yeah, that was something I definitely wanted to talk about, was how wild is it that that comes in 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 A Man Needs a Maid.
1: I just i i i like this review a lot because I think it's true. You you and obviously I love Harvest. Harvest is fucking awesome, but it really there are the versions he does of the newer stuff. Newer stuff, but you know what I mean. But Mm -hmm. like old old man, especially it feels really sad in a way that
2: the the I didn't get that really. I don't get that from old man. Okay. I get from what I get from old man. I don't know. Maybe it's just the way I, I interpret old man, but it's like, to me, it's um the old man scoffing at him because he makes uh you know, what was the thing that we read that, you know, he's, I can't believe you get paid a million bucks for two to three minutes of work or whatever like that. So I thought that was the old, that song was kind of a reaction. Like, you know, like I'm not so different than you, mm. you know, like I, I work hard. And at the end of the day, I just want to have, you know, someone by my side and, and you know, all that stuff. So I see, I never got that about old man, this whole, like, Oh my God, I'm going to die alone. Maybe, I never, never maybe, got that. Maybe
1: it was a vibe thing. I just, the w- hearing it in, I love the version, the radio version. I love it. I love the James Taylor Linda version. Yeah. But the uh, something about just him playing acoustic on not just that song, a lot of these songs, it really like, I don't know i think i i i got a lonely vibe from that i got a i got a i got a time traveling vibe from that i got it he could see himself as an older man i don't know i just i i liked i like Massey Hall a lot and and not to take away obviously from Fillmore but I really
3: really like Massey I don't know to me i i i i don't i think when I was listening I was just so trying to put myself in the shoes of the of the audience. And I, when I heard, when I hear something like old man from these record, that recording is, Oh, this is a young dude who every and people are realizing he's one of the greatest of all time. Like you're, you're experiencing, this is someone who this is like, you're not thinking about the sadness or loneliness necessarily. I mean, if you guys are, I totally get it or whoever wrote that article. But for me, I was like, Oh, you're hearing a genius. Like this song is, this is a genius song.
1: You didn't get. You're
3: any. hearing like you're hearing. To me, I'm hearing like, oh, this kid is not fucking around. You know, like this is an amazing songwriter. This is probably one of the greatest songwriters of our time. I right. hear, I hear the audience being like, oh, this, this, this kid is uh, is another Bob Dylan. This, this is another Woody. You know, like I just hear them being like, wow, fucking that. This, this dude isn't isn't. You know, he's he's coming at us with some f- incredible songs right now.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely got that, but the there was a lonely theme to this, and I don't necessarily, but, I mean, even, God, A Man Needs a Maid? Holy shit. Yeah, and that's, I know now,
2: he- see, that, to me, that, first of all, I prefer this version than the one in on Harvest. I think the, the Jack Nietzsche production is just totally non- overblown the, on Harvest. Yeah, the non-Jack yeah. Nietzsche. Yeah, the non-Jack Nietzsche versions of those songs are usually the ones I like, but... Yeah. I mean, if you have a song like that one,
3: yeah,
2: you know, yeah, that sounds like he's in his, he's in his like, you know, rock star mansion or ranch, you know, and he's just pining over. It's like, I, I can't find anyone to love. I'm too famous, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. or it's just, I can't figure it out because, you know, right now, you know, I'm, I'm going through things right now that I didn't expect, you know, but I love how he put heart of gold on the end of that. I I think that's great. It's like, I'm I'm lonely. I hate people, but the lyric up too. Yeah,
1: he did. I don't, I didn't catch that. I don't know how I didn't catch that, but I didn't catch it. Hold on. Russ, I'm doing a cough. Jesus
2: Christ, Russ, you'll be all right, man. Yeah. Okay.
3: Um, yeah, he, uh, changed the lyric up in, in a man needs a maid. Um, what is it? Uh, yeah, he says a man instead of, um, uh, he says, "Yeah, afraid, afraid. A man oh, yeah. feels afraid. Oh, right. I
1: caught that. I thought you meant in the heart of gold. No, no,
3: no, in in a yeah maiden, No, I caught maiden. that. He's saying afraid uh, instead of a man.
2: But I think that that's. I think I, I like that combination because he's going through this thing where it's like, you know, I'm lonely here in my castle, but then mm-hmm. it's like there's a positive thing, yeah, tacked onto the end of that." Of that misery, it makes
1: such a good
3: yeah. It's such a great version, yeah. Um,
1: can I read a few? So I posted these albums on Facebook, and we'll we can just intermingle shit as we sure, yeah. Um, Knives Millions says the live at Massey Hall album is one of my favorites. Love the version of See the Sky About to Rain two years before he recorded it for the OTB sessions. Stoked for this episode, and then Joel. Uh from the uh Neil Young Canadian posting uh Facebook group, aka the trader, who's about to start his own Neil Young podcast mm-hmm. in French. Bring it. <laughs> just kidding, Joel. We love you. Um, he says the last solo in Cowgirl is rad as fuck. You can really smell the horse on that one, plus some rust and sand in his guitar, which I think is cool. And then he said, Massey Hall is just gorgeous. His voice is so high and powerful, and his playing is divine. He's really at the top of his game right there. My favorite part is when the crowd, who's been really quiet and respectful throughout the whole show, starts to get overwhelmed by the performance, and they ask for Down by the River after some many new incredible songs. Neil just drops his E string to D and plays the song, and then when he sings the first line and people realize it, they go apeshit. And then he just writes goosebumps every time.
2: He does that on... Don't let it bring you down, too. He like tunes it down yeah, and just goes right into it. And it's, not, it's so smooth. It as sounds a, amazing.
1: As a guitar player, I'm jealous of Neil's ability to just tune on stage.
2: Right, to just do that.
1: I'm bad at tuning. I'll admit it. I'm a bad <laughs> tuner. And I'll just play with shitty tuning rather than try and tune on stage. But No, I, I agree with that. Although, I don't know. I think I'm, I think I'm over the Down by the River acoustic version. It's just me personally.
2: Really, I think the one on Massey's fantastic. It's I'm good. glad he doesn't try to do. You know what's great about the the, the two albums here, the Fillmore and Massey Hall, is that you realize that he's not just. These aren't just acoustic versions of the songs. Like he's right. redoing the whole song to fit the atmosphere, or to fit the the what he's doing on stage. Mm. And so it's you know down by the river short. He keeps it short. I love the way he just ends it right off like that. Yeah. You know, he just kind of cuts it off at the end.
1: Yeah, no, I don't dislike it. I just think it's such a good, it's so good on Everybody Knows This Is Nowhere and on Fillmore. That version is so fucking good. That's just such a great song to fucking jam to. And I just Mm. love, I love every cover I've ever heard of it. I just think people's interpretation of it is great. And it's, I don't know.
2: Since we're talking about the Fillmore, can you cue up a part (laughs) of one of the solos in in Down by the River?
1: If you know where it is, I sure can.
2: Go to 642. Hold on.
1: Let me do my music or sound share only. Now, let's see. Spartify. All right. Uh, This is on Down by on Fillmore? Yeah. And you said 640.
2: 642. All right. 42, 43. uh, Around there. Here we go.
1: All right, ready?
2: I know. Oh, it's so good. So much great stuff going on in there. I love the weeping guitar. Oh, it's yeah. like it's like she's pleading with him not to shoot her. Oh, <laughs> Seriously. Jesus. That's what I hear in that part of that song with that yeah. just weeping guitar. And it's also, how about fucking Billy Talbot? Jesus. Keeping that song. He is the real anchor in that song. Yeah. yeah. And then the interplay between Neil and Danny. Well, I was gonna
3: say, it's how wild is it to hear Danny like a whole yeah, a whole, and the way he played rhythm
2: you know? yeah, it's like Bob Weir you know he kind of like plays rhythm but he figures out a way to keep it interesting.
1: I would say Some, you know? I would say Someone Billy and Ralph it. in that I think they both just like they held that shit like and I yeah. think. I think, like, the bass and the drum... I think I saw something that said the bass... Every song you hear is just bass and drum, and then everyone else is just improvising to that, which is kind yeah, of the true. Yeah,
2: they're just keeping it. I love the sound of the drums on Fillmore. I don't know if it's because, you know, Briggs didn't produce it. It was... Um, who was that? It was the guy that was managing the doors, wasn't it? I wrote this It was now. like Paul Rothschild or one of those guys. Uh, a guy that had something to do with... Or maybe the guy who was producing the doors. Um. I think he was the producer on that, but the sound of the drums—they has this like boom thwack. Yeah. It's not like like well, the toms I, I, and the kick it, drum are not tight. I don't know if it's the way he tuned Russ. Yeah, yeah. It was Paul or Ro- like, you know, Paul Rothschild. Paul Rothschild. Yeah, I think. Yeah, he no, I think that's doors.
3: probably. A, I think that's probably a Ralphie thing, man. He's he like I love him, but he's he, he's he's pretty fucking sloppy. You know what I mean, like. He's
1: yeah, sloppy, but, he's, but he keeps he's,
3: time. He's he like keeps, he, yeah, he keeps time. But he's no metronome. He's no Ringo. No. You know what I mean? Like but him Don't and Billy that. I
1: know what and, you're doing. Don't him do and that. Billy
3: play really well together. Why can't you obviously. say he's no
1: ginger baker? Why do you have to go Ringo?
3: But uh <laughs> because Ringo is one of the best metronome time drummers right. in all of the Master the music. of the maker Luke.
1: <laughs> Suck it. Asshole. You guys are not, you don't believe like what you him and Charlie Watts, man. Yes,
2: we do. Luke, <laughs> yeah. I'm a drummer. You he plays to the song. He plays saying. what's needed to be played. <laughs> Dick. I, I, I promise you,
3: even if I tried to do some of those Beatles tunes, I would fail.
1: Yeah, because Paul McCartney did them.
3: <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Luke. You're such an idiot. You just hate Ringo. Why don't you go on fucking
3: fucking your favorite band sucks?
2: Yeah. (laughs) No, I won't. Didn't they do a Beatles episode? They must have done a Beatles episode. Yeah, Yeah, that's their first
3: one. Oh, was it really? (laughs) Come on swinging. (laughs) Yeah. No,
0: I couldn't.
2: But yeah, I I love the drum sound. And yeah, he's sloppy, but the sloppiness makes it swing. Oh, it needs you to know, be. know, like
3: you, you don't want yeah. you don't want something else, really. Like I, I think when it comes to I'm, when it comes to crazy horse stuff, when it comes to right. the stuff that Neil does with the horse, you want it to sound like that. that right. To me, a, a lot of of um, of uh, what is this one Fillmore is is very sloppy and not produced and is just like raw. And I mean, I don't know if it's it's not like it's not as sloppy and drunk as tonight's the night, but it's, it's pushing it.
2: Well, it's not as sloppy as who he's, he's was playing with at the time, you know, he's yeah. playing with Crosby, Stills and Nash, you know, and, or, or any other, you know, who he plays with on harvest, you know, later on that's, but that's what crazy Horse is there for, because they're not about getting it right. They're about feeling it out, yeah. you know, and getting into a groove and then just riding it. Yeah. Until they don't feel it anymore. And then like setting it down. It's usually they sit like on you know, like on weld, where it was just the end of the song was just, you know, five minutes of feedback and then okay, now we're done. You know, you know that's what Crazy Horse is all about, is, like feeling it when when it can start and when it finishes and I mean, stuff.
1: It, and they nailed that on Fillmore. Like you feel every song on this. You feel yeah. like from Everlong to a fucking 16 minute cowgirl which rules like <laughs> fucking rules i like what's what's great about cowgirl is both versions get me in different ways do you know what i'm saying like when mm-hmm. he does when he breaks into cowgirl on um massey and it's everyone recognizes it that was my favorite part was because we went on about me and my wife went up to maine a couple times in the this little break we've had and so i i just beat neil to death with everyone in the car but uh I did that dumb thing that everyone does where he would start a song and I'd be like, helpless, <laughs> cowgirl. And then I'd be like, now they're going to clap once they recognize it. But I'm cool because I recognize it first. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm like asshole.
2: asshole. a fucking douche. <laughs> God.
1: <laughs> but, but the version of cowgirl on both gets me. Like, I think maybe that 16-minute version is my favorite version of cowgirl ever. Except for the acoustic wow. version, because the acoustic version is also fucking awesome.
2: Yeah, it's completely different too. Yeah. That's what's great. He's not just kind of playing it acoustic; he's making it a whole new song to fit what he's doing at that time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can we go to another? Can we go to um, Winter Long? Yes. And okay, right. the first—I didn't write down the time. Sorry, Luke. The first chorus.
1: All right. Let me look for it.
2: When he goes, come back now. All right, hold on. I think this. Fantastic. I love that, that comeback now. And it's, like, it's the kind of harmonies, it's like Jagger and Richards. They're not perfect, yeah. but together, it just hooks you right in.
1: Is Danny yeah. taking lead on this?
2: No, I don't think no. so.
1: It f- kind of sounds like it a He's little-
2: pretty much right up there, though. He's right up there. Yeah. When they're yeah. singing, it's not like he's in the background. Yeah, you know, it's like Cinnamon Girl. When we alive. did Everybody Knows This is Nowhere, Russ went through it. You were saying that he's pretty much equal
3: Mm. Yeah, he. I mean, he's it's singing some on lead, Cinnamon man. Girl. Yeah, but um, yeah, man, he's he, he's he's right up there with Neil. Like you, you, it becomes indecipherable at times for sure.
2: Yeah, not, Danny. It,
3: Danny really knows how to sing with Neil for sure.
2: And then yeah.
1: I, I believe, speaking of Danny, this version of Downtown is the same one they use on mm-hmm. um, yeah, Time Fades Away.
2: Uh, tonight's, the night. tonight's the night. Tonight's the night. Yeah, and I think so, it's. Yeah, it is. it is. Yeah, yeah. it's wild. And the other thing about Winterlong, That's another, like a lot of, uh, Zuma it's like another blue or, and everybody knows this is nowhere. It's really another blueprint for like eighties, nineties, alternative rock. Like for, we mentioned Buffalo Tom earlier, you know, like those guys were listening, yeah. you know, listening to this, or, or it's just, you could just hear a lot of that in crazy horse at this time with Danny.
1: Yeah. It's also one of those Neil songs that doesn't really have a home. That there's, they're kind of accumulating. Like, and people say decade, but I don't really count decade. You know what I mean? Like, you
2: know, I'm not crazy about that version. This one, to me, is I like a lot better.
1: Agreed. Is this anywhere else? Is that is Winterlong anywhere else?
3: I think that's it. Yeah. No, we heard it on. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: I mean, there was that Foo Fighters album, but they called it something different. (laughs) Yes. Um, Before I forget um sorry i'm taking care of business here we do have a couple five-star reviews uh one is from australia but i can't remember if i read it before did i read a review from someone named pete not pedro
2: i don't know
1: let me read you a minute of it i think i feel like i did but i don't remember it says do you want to know how neil used a half diminished 11th c sharp over an a flat bass root oh yes yeah i did read that okay yeah Alright, so we'll skip that one. Nick Anderhoey left us another review. This Nick Anderhoey loves leaving reviews, and we'll take every one of them. <laughs> um and he, he's now figured out. So when you leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we will read it no matter what you write. Uh and Nick and it but when you do that, I think there's like a little gap. There's a time gap. It's uh like it doesn't always release when you post it. But Nick Anderhoey has <laughs> figured out. The timing of it because this is called Two Fine Live Releases and Morricone. <laughs> uh, Five Star Review says Greetings. Live at Fillmore is great for a live rockin' down by the river and a cowgirl in the sand. Both had me mesmerized. Live at Massey has such a big backstory to it. All those epic songs for the first time, and he nails it. Please check out Ennio Morricone's Cinema Paradiso main oh, yeah. theme and love theme. Pat Metheny and Charlie Hayden do a beautiful version.
2: Oh, Pat Metheny.
1: Pat Metheny, okay. Um, or the symphony in Venice. Dude, hope your gigs are going well, but I'm holding on to the threads of time. And with you, I feel no hidden path. He always ends with a... <laughs> uh, who, what, who is... I've, I've never heard of Pat Metheny and...
2: Pat, Pat. Metheny is um, a guitar player. He went to Berkeley. Okay. Uh, he's just a, one of the finest... Good, well, he was like a jazz guitar player, but he's gone beyond that now. He's been around for, I think, almost forty years.
1: Why is he telling us to check out Ennio? Is it? Did we talk about? Oh, I,
3: I'm sure I did. NEO? Yeah, I brought up Ennio Morricone because I think one of the songs. It's been fucking a year since we've done our podcast. But what was <laughs> what was the last? thing we did one of the songs that had like a vibe where I was like this sounds like an Ennio Morricone the last
1: album we did I think it was it was
3: Prairie Wind right? Prairie Wind yeah I think there was a part of Prairie Wind where I was like
1: no it was Living With War
3: oh Living With War that's right Living With War yeah okay and one of them had a part where I, I mentioned Ennio Morricone and he's my second favorite composer of all time I think he's one of the best of the best of the best so,
1: with honors I love,
3: honor,
2: I love yeah, alright Men honest, in Black sir. <laughs> <laughs> um Oh, he he said something there that I wanted to.
1: You want me to read back?
2: Expound on no, no. But while it? we're on, um, Down oh, the huge cowgirl? like the huge backstory the to Madison Hall. You know, not just playing all those tunes, but remember we talked about this. Remember he had back he had back problems. That's right, he slipped a disc. Oh, yeah. yeah, and he was in constant pain until he had. The back operation. So he was in pain when he was doing massey hall. Maybe. I don't know what kind of drugs he was taking. But you know, he he does say at one point he drops his pick that's and right, he yeah. says, Oh yeah, bending over is a problem right now. It's not a good thing. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. so he had like back problems going into that. I and... was
1: taking bird stem cells. <laughs> Beak cells. <clears throat>
2: I bet I hurt my back lifting a model train. <laughs> but yeah, on, he had that. Come on, Russ, had-
1: man, you got to throw in. I know you're sick, but you got to throw in a little kneel, man. Come on. <laughs> oh,
3: man, I, I don't want to do a sick kneel.
1: Do a sick <laughs> kneel. Do sick us a sick kneel. kneel.
2: No. I feel like crap.
1: Give me some ah, ah, honey slides.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> come on, do a sick kneel, Russman.
3: No, I don't, give us I a
1: goddamn don't. sick kneel, man.
3: I can't. There's nothing I can do. I don't have anything up my sleeve. My, my kneel sleeves are empty, man.
2: Come on. Also at the end of, uh, of, uh, the Fillmore, you hear James Taylor oh, playing crazy. on the PA. Is
3: it?
1: Sweet I, Baby I forget yeah, that's
2: song. right. Sweet I wrote Baby that down. Um, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. I think that's yeah. hilarious, but I mean, yeah. they were, yeah. And that's kind of funny. Cause he shows up on harvest. Yeah. Like James Taylor was like the shit at one point. Like he was like the hip new, you know, guy, You know, he was like, like Neil was, he's like this young guy coming out of nowhere with these amazing songs. And then he just became a friggin' a warm comforter that just came out of the dryer. I don't like
1: how much you like...
2: And wraps I mean, around you. Wrap it around yourself, and you eat those pancakes. I already he forgot his name. What? Just with your hands, oh, so don't even use balls. a fork. You just pick them up with your sticky hands and your warm comforter, and you rub them all over Russ. your balls. Russ,
1: how much money do you want to bet that we can't see Mike's notes, but he definitely has written down? Bring up James
3: Taylor as a no.
2: segue. into. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did not the know. <laughs> <He> <laughs> least... Pause to let Luke make penis yeah. joke.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. fuck
1: you whatever
2: yeah um
1: these are these are great albums and it was it's great that he released them so close because it's it's both of it's it's that thing since the beginning that we've talked about neil's obsession with city and country and the duality of like mm -hmm. playing hard shit and playing acoustic shit being dylan and being fucking Jimi hendrix do you know what i mean it's just his his constant thing and so of course he's going to release both of these was it w- within eight months of each other, or whatever it was? Something
2: yeah, and it's a like great, that. a great contrast just to show that you know how <clears> he <throat> how he alters the songs did, in different um, situations.
1: And I love. Did I read? I'm trying to remember this. I, did Miles Davis open for the Yeah the war show? That's
2: an amazing night at the Fillmore. Wow, so it was so uh, and my it was uh, Steve Miller Band opened the night, and then it was Miles Davis, and this was Miles Davis at like you know, his Bitches Brew period where he was like, had like a 12 person band. He'd like two drummers, two bass players. He had uh, like John McLaughlin on guitar, you know, from Mahavishnu Orchestra. He had like this huge electric, like Chick Korea and Herbie Hancock were both playing with him. He had this massive Jeez. electric band and basically played one song.
1: Herbie Hancock.
2: He just played one Like that, and I don't know if you guys listen to any Miles Davis in the seventies and those Davis, yeah, these big double electric albums that have like three songs on them, you know. And it's just when he would play, and he has released that performance live at the Fillmore East. So if you find Miles Davis, I'd watch that. Yeah, he's so it's like if you listen to that Miles, I listen, I would listen to that over the time. I was like, I went because I have it, and I'm listening to. I'm going Neil Young's going on after this. Yeah, that's it's so shame. fucking like unlike anything else that was yeah. out there, and and kudos to Bill Graham for you know promoting shows like that. You know they're not all kind of the same kind of band. I mean he was just yeah. he would put like Santana and Blue Cheer out there and and just mix it up well, like Ian, that. And I thought that was awesome.
1: Ian Neal would follow that with an acoustic set. He did an yeah he'd come set on before acoustic
2: before yeah, so which is really them. amazing because when those those Miles Davis gigs they're just you know, those, those shows were like, their, they had their own ecosystem. You know, it was just like this one long, continuous world that they would create swirling electric and feedback and trumpet and, and sometimes a sitar and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, Neil comes out with a chair, you know, and sits down and <laughs> just plays acoustic. My mind would be so scrambled fuck after yeah, that. Man. You know, I'd be like, fuck. But I guess uh, from what I was reading, a lot of people left and just hung out in the lobby during Miles Davis because they just weren't really what he was into at the time. Because
3: they were super racist?
2: Yeah, they hated. Yeah, that's right. They were super racist.
3: Well, that's, I mean, fuck them for not watching Miles Davis.
2: Well, I can see that. If you're like a huge, like, Neil Young fan, and you're into Neil Young and Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and then Miles Davis comes out and just, like, blows the place up,
1: I agree with Russell. This Russ, friggin'
2: though. jazz fusion experimental, you know, hour-long thing.
1: If watching shows is cool, consider me Miles Davis. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, I, I don't like that. I think if you're going to a show, go to the show. Go to how the show yeah. is supposed to be. And
2: at least get, that's what I like about the, those bills at the Fillmore. The, <clears> the <throat> bands are so diverse, you had a chance to check yeah. out like different kinds of music. And I, also, I wish there was more of that now.
1: Not that this matters, but I also read that Miles Davis <laughs> was a huge piece of shit.
2: He kind of was, yeah. He didn't treat women very well. I'm, I'm surprised of his Cicely Tyson stayed with him that long. And he was kind of, I don't know. I read his autobiography and it just came across as, you know, he was kind of racist himself. Really? Like, and for good reason. I mean, he had some really bad experiences <laughs>
1: Wait, in he, his life. Was he the, the basis of the first Chappelle show?
2: No, no. <laughs> oh, what's his name? <laughs>
1: what the fuck is this? name?
2: something biggins or something like that tyrone yeah. biggins. tyrone biggins black white supremacist no russ when when i say racist it's like anybody can be racist all right so when i say racist that just doesn't mean racist towards african-americans you know african-americans can be just as racist as anybody else oh i know and he yeah. and he was It just he just came across as being a little racist later on yeah you know, with white people. But you know, then again, he he went through a lot of shit. He was beaten up by cops, yeah. You know, white New York cops and stuff like that. He, you know, he grew up in St. Louis and despite his family being, you know, fairly well to do, his father was a dentist. Um, he still, you know, experienced extreme racism.
1: Yeah. If you anyone, know, until he not yeah, that he I gets mean, a pass, but yeah. if anyone like if I get it, oh Miles Davis is racist. Yeah. I would, I would assume. And
2: honestly, I would,
3: I would understand if any black per- person was racist towards white people in right. America. It's a fucking 400 years of racism that we just pretend didn't happen. So
2: yeah, but I mean, it doesn't make it. I get it? it I, mean, I know you can be. Well, you know, yeah, you can be suspicious, and but I don't think being racist. I don't know. I don't think there's any excuse for it.
3: Yeah, because I mean, no, you then you're saying you all the way all white correct.
2: people are the same which that's not true
3: no of course not
2: i mean you guys aren't racist pieces of shit not that yeah. i know of
3: you don't know try that. not to be i don't know
2: that when i leave who knows what you guys i mean
3: we both are towards
2: asians of course yeah, yeah i mean bro. well you know yeah. Yeah. i understand that sure <laughs> Let's see, as an Asian, I'll just keep my head down and, and keep working. And then when I'm rich and I'm on doing an infomercial on so TV, me and Russ I'll be are, like, you know, call this number, fuckos. So me and Russ, are, are,
1: we're new racist. We, we make up stereotype types based off of, off of the people we interact with now. So our Asian stereotypes are all about you, Mike. So oh, great. We know that all Asians are bad disc golf players.
2: Oh. Unfortunately, that's a fact. Yeah.
1: Are you not good? I always assume you're good, which is why I never want to play
2: with you. Oh no, I'm not, I'm not good. No, <laughs> okay. the other Asian guys I see in the course are fucking phenomenal, though. <laughs> they're really good, but they're the kind of guys who like you know play every day and yeah. shit like that. But no, I'm not. No, please never ever think that I'm any good at disc golf. I still of, w- I still want to play though. Yeah, we got to get out to yeah, Devon's. You guys got to show me around Devon's.
1: Speaking of Asians, is any, yeah, you, yeah, are Luke, you guys, are you guys watching the Olympics? Is anyone <laughs> does anyone care about the
3: Olympics?
2: I've been watching a little bit of it. Yeah.
3: No, I don't, I don't have cable. So it's, a, I
2: I've, I've been enjoying it. You know, I love a, watching the skateboarders. I think that's pretty cool that I that's an the, Olympic yeah, that's sport it. now. The skateboarding
1: yeah, is the did. worst part of the Olympics. I won't lie to you.
2: You know why? Because they set up a course for it. That looks like your average office plaza. Yep. You can't tell me there's no fucking office plazas in Tokyo. Like one of the business capitals of the world. They don't have some elaborate office plaza with stairs and rails and shit you can fucking bank on and ride and shit like that. Why do they just use one of those? Now it's it seems so hard, like it's contrived because so they set up stairs and rails and they have and they to go through all these them. tricks. And they yeah, drug test yeah. them. It's just, that's ridiculous. Let Get us, out of like, here with this car. Let us smoke all the fucking weed they want and then get out there in some office plaza and do their shit that they do every day. That's yes. what, you know, we want to see now. It's like, it's like gymnastics. They have to do certain things, you know, to yeah. qualify and it's only on how well they do them. There's no I, creativity there.
1: I thought skateboarding was so boring and I was super hyped for it. Cause I'm like, Oh, that's cool. And then what's with the sports that, uh, that no one, I, I don't, I don't, I, if it's just America that doesn't play it, that's fine. It should be. But like who plays handball? Is there Team like handball, a handball? right?
2: You know, is what that that for? Is? it's soccer with your hands.
1: It's
3: dumb. It's
2: dumb.
1: <laughs> handball stinks.
2: You know what it is? It's. Which would it's. Make uh, more sense it's if
1: we
3: said football the way that it. <laughs> right. it actually, right, yeah. handball else. It's
2: actually football. No, it's, it's handball. You know what it is? It's, uh, it's water polo for people who can't swim. <laughs> that's exactly basically. what it is. It's, it is. Yeah. If they were in a pool, it'd be water polo. Yeah. yeah. So d- I, I love that stuff. That's what I love about the Olympics because every four years I get to watch these fucked up sports I never see anything about. And to me, that's interesting. I, yeah, I
3: think I there should be a model training uh, <laughs> <Right>. event. <laughs> sick, yeah. Neil, sick Neil here, everybody. I got to go. <laughs>
1: I knew Sick Neil was coming out. <laughs> you
2: know, <laughs> no. Sick Neil, when Neil was was sick like that, he wrote fucking cowgirl in the sand. That's true, yeah. <laughs> and and true. down by the river. So Russ is, is on the on the fucking doorstep of genius here. How
1: about a sick jacket?
2: <laughs> oh, he doesn't geez. need no, to fucking... He'll just die. Yeah, I already am... Uh, <laughs> All right, thanks for bringing it back to Neil, Russ. Yeah, (laughs) we were we were doing the Olympic, man. Although I have to say, you guys, you got to watch Snoop Dogg and Kevin Hart do the post Olympic uh, analysis. Oh, that sounds awesome! It's fucking amazing. I would watch that. Whoever's idea that was should get a fucking promotion.
1: Um, so just to bring it back to Neil, I'm just reading. I posted the Facebook thing late that we were doing these albums. We're a little bit disorganized, youngsters. You know, fuck you. We're fine. Uh, yep. but Pete Lacey, who has become a top fan recently, um, he started becoming a fan as soon as we dipped down to like quadruple <laughs> you get one episode every four weeks. Uh, but he says both are great, but Massey Hall is really special. I noticed Neil plays a little bit of a Bert Jant. I'm gonna say it wrong. Yeah, Bert Janch.
2: Oh, Bert. Yeah, it's Bert Janch. Janch Riff. I always thought he, it was Janch. I thought um, so too. Yeah.
1: Uh, plays a little bit of a Bert Janch riff as he retunes between songs.
2: Really? That,
1: that's Bert, the Scottish singer-guitarist, not English, as mentioned in a previous episode. Mike, that's a dig at you, by the way. Oh. And then he goes, England, I England,
2: Scotland, same thing.
1: And then he goes, I mean. Don't at to- me. <laughs> he says, I mean, I'm a tolerant guy, but I can't let that kind of slip go from three podcasting Canadians. Listen, Pete, you motherfucker. Wow. We'll tolerate he, a lot of shit on this. You can call us dumb. You can call us uninformed. But don't you ever fucking call us Canadians.
2: You <laughs> think we're Canadian? Have you even listened to this podcast?
1: We are way dumber we're than Canadians. We're fucking assholes.
2: <laughs> there is no Canadian that even those assholes who are trying to start their own fucking Neil Young <laughs> podcast can't be as asshole as we can. Plus, but we're can- from Massachusetts, which is so we're like- massholes. So yeah. eat a bag of fucking Canadian dicks. Hell yeah. Go back to Scotland, wear a kilt, and jack off on a haggis because we don't give a fuck.
1: Just some Bert Janksh. Yeah. I'll say it although, however the fuck I want.
2: Although Bert Janch is pretty if you have you listened to his stuff, it's pretty cool.
1: I think I, yeah, he's pretty
2: good. Yeah, he's good stuff. I can see why Neil loved him so much.
1: So he so I did love Neil's noodling. His tuning then and his noodling goes i don't think it gets uh it gets the credit i don't think noodling in general gets the credit it deserves well it's hard to do it well yeah
2: you know as as guys in a band it's hard to you know pull off noodling you know who failed at noodling all the time and i love them dearly is the black crows the black crows tried to be the grateful dead at one point and they sucked they sucked at it they were I terrible. I don't know, and much. I love them. I love them so much, but it's not a lot of people can noodle.
1: Mm. You know, yeah. I don't. I don't. I can't really noodle. I can't noodle at all. Tim is good at noodling, but not good at talking. I feel like you're normally either good at noodling or talking. I mean, like in like between song banter. It's a it's an art form. It really is.
2: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, Tim is he's a great noodler. Fucking, I'm talking like angel hair spaghetti noodling. Fucking great, but if you like homemade, like homemade. Oh, I'm dude. Hell yeah, like fucking. I'm yeah, absolutely. Like but Giada,
2: you, like Giada De Laurentiis, whatever her name is. Yeah,
1: that, that smoking hot, food smoking network hot gal.
2: Mediterranean with yeah. the big teeth. Yeah, yep. <laughs> he
1: is. He is that level of noodling. He's fucking poly, the poly walnuts of
2: noodling. Is is he the? Is he like up there with Trey?
1: He can. He could. Noodle and Jerry,
2: with I'll say you know?
1: it. He, he could noodle with Trey. Maybe not ooh, Jerry. He can ooh. maybe noodle with Jerry. He can noodle with Trey though. I'll say it. Tim yeah? is an expert noodler.
2: A can he jump noodler. in at any moment with widespread panic?
1: Yes, and he does. Yeah, oh yeah, because he has anxiety. Oh okay. So when he noodles, he often has panic attacks while he. Ah. Noodles. But nice. I will say this about Tim: terrible banterer. If you give him a mic, it, it, Tim sings some songs. Uh, he sings a song on our most recent record, and he has one on our record that's coming out. He does great. If you yeah. if you, yeah, you say
2: fucking you, one of my favorites,
1: if you say Tim riff a little bit, no, no, he he he. I can't explain it's it because
3: Jerry tells the jokes Dean sings the songs <laughs> And gets the girls I like that Nice <laughs> rest I remember the Titans <clears throat> Hey how good is Wandering In this
2: In uh In this record
1: Definitely better than Everybody's Rockins version. Oh so
2: much better right Yeah it's Way so good better. Is Do we have time to do a comparison Yeah hell yeah Just, just like thir- Like 20 seconds of each Which one just you to want show? first So do Do Fillmore first
1: Okay here's Fillmore <laughs> This is a song from our new album.
2: Oh, hold it right there. Okay. This is a song from our new album, When We Record It, right? (laughs) Yep. A little slip up from the Time Traveling Vampire because he wouldn't record it until the 80s. Holy shit. Right? Damn, that was tomorrow. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Wow. I didn't catch that. Yeah, man. Fucking time traveling vampire slip up. Classic (laughs) time traveling vampire slip up. All right. Here
3: call I'm wondering.
2: Everybody's sleeping.
1: Everybody's.
3: (laughs) I still like that record, but
2: I do do like some (laughs) of them. Right? Yeah, yeah, right, Russ. Now you're just laughing, right? You just gotta laugh. Right, Russ, <laughs> Russ, you're literally laughing at the song. You're right. you're <laughs> just, you know, I feel the same exact way he does. It's just like it just kicked in with the doo wah. <laughs> you know, those guys are great singers, but come on, Russ after goes, that Fillmore version, holy Russ, shit!
1: Russ tries to be the the fucking Neil apologist here. Who goes, I still like that record, by the way. And I then do. Literally bursts into <laughs> laughter because it's
3: just it is funny when you compare the two. It's A-doo-wah. like cartoonish,
2: right? <laughs> it's like the animated version of <laughs> fucking. Love- Human did, highway, yeah. you know.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's the animator who did like those creepy old Hobbit.
2: Remember those? The, no, those? see, I'm thinking it's like Animaniacs. Oh, it's yeah, like yeah. the miniature version of the Looney Tune guys doing Neil Young. It's just there's no comparison.
3: I
1: tried writing a song for the first Space Jam, but I was a few years <laughs> too early.
3: I did. Li- I did. This like, one uh, with
1: Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I did like, uh, at the end of the Fillmore one, he, how like young and d- drunk and stoned him introducing the band.:
2: Oh, yeah.
1: At the it's, end of uh, Wondering? Yeah, yeah. Let me go to that. Yeah, Hold he on. was pretty
2: high. Yeah.
1: This is a song from our new album. <laughs> It might be uh
3: it might be this is called come on baby let's go downtown huh that's weird i thought maybe it was during the song or something is it during the song it doesn't matter i, don't I know what you're talking about <clears throat> yeah oh, like, I, might have, this I might have this is new album i wonder it i
0: wonder wandering.
1: going to keep hitting wonder and a bunch of times of looking <laughs> for this thing and i don't know if meant it's not worth that. it
3: yeah it's don't worry about it I'm, why don't, I'm don't you a... just do
1: sick neil introducing the van Rudy,
3: <laughs> no i'm good <laughs> oh, okay. oh. So,
1: don't you, i don't like sympathetic mike and he only comes out with a sick <laughs> I feel bad
2: man he feels like shit yeah
1: yeah but it's only because it's russ if you i guarantee you if josh showed up sick you would not have feel sympathy for fucking josh yeah. That's would not you?
2: true. Yeah. That's not true. I, would I just, you? no, I'd poke him with a stick, but I uh, wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't rip it. Congrats to
3: Josh and, yes, congrats. and
2: Laura, by the way. They yeah, have a child. Did they have another baby already? Yeah. Another the, one.
3: No, oh, no. They, no just kidding. It's, been, it's, been, <laughs> it's been that long. <laughs>
2: Mike breaks the news. Congrats that kid to, is cute, man. That kid's yeah. cute. Josh and Laura have a cute kid. They made a beautiful baby. Congrats to Josh
1: and Laura. Also, congrats to Laco, a frequent guest. Oh my god, that's that's right. He's a dad, baby.
2: That's going to be a funny ass kid. That's going to be a funny kid. (laughs) He's going to have a great sense of humor.
1: (laughs) Also, Nails had a kid. No, I'm
2: kidding. No, No, kidding. No. Oh my god.
1: Nails (laughs) is getting married in like two months.
2: Jesus Christ, who would marry that guy?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Also, the day the day Nails is getting married.
2: The John,
3: ring is our, just a nail.
2: I know. I'm to say, Yeah.
1: It's, <laughs> our friend John Craigie <laughs> is playing in Boston, and I can't go to that show. But he said he wants to hang. So oh, really? Invite
2: we him should. to the wedding.
1: I'm trying to reach out to fucking Nick's down the road from you, Mike, to do a live podcast, but they don't. They're not getting back to me. A live Neil podcast,
2: dude. Oh, really? A mix?
1: Yeah, I think that'd be great.
2: Oh, shit. I'll just go down there and talk to so Sean.
1: Tell him that me and Russ would do like a, like a Neil set, and then we can just record an episode. Oh, we that's a great him. idea. We should do that.
2: Okay. Yeah, let me talk to Sean <clears throat> and uh, see if, if they're up for it. He, he's he's got to present it to the owners, but they're pretty cool. So Nice. Okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. And then think- uh, the guy, just on a side note here, the uh, owner of Joe's Albums, in on mechanic right next to mechanics hall here in worcester which is a great record shop he said anytime you guys want to do your podcast from here you know and if he has an event going on it'd be good because that way we get people in the store and stuff
1: yeah i would do that hell yeah yeah um another comment came in on the facebook august carlson says live at massey hall is one of the best live albums ever definitely my favorite of all time Fillmore's version of winter long is really good um and then Joe Huster. M- Massey Hall is basically the prequel to Young Shakespeare, literally recorded three days before. The recording yeah. sounds a little cleaner slash better mixed to me than Young Shakespeare. I find myself listening to it often with a cup of coffee when I'm starting my day. So,
2: uh, when I'm having a stack of there flapjacks, I throw on Young Shakespeare <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and um, add a little extra butter.
1: Good old John Locke, I remember playing the hell out of Fillmore when it first came out. Such an amazing record, dominated by Danny, and he really steals the show on the whole yeah. record. Which I agree. No
2: diss to Crazy Horse, but when Danny was was in the band, there was a noticeable difference.
1: Which one was recorded first? Was Massey? Uh, Fillmore, Fillmore was. Fillmore was.
2: That was 70, and Massey was the next year,
1: So I before Needle on Massey, does he... Was Danny still alive at that point?
2: Yeah, because he hadn't even recorded Harvest yet.
1: Well, I don't think Danny was on Harvest though.
2: No, he? no, but Danny no. was supposed to be on the tour after Harvest, and that's when okay. he died. Yeah. So
1: when he does that little kind of intro to Needle, he's is he, he's not talking about Danny then at that point? Because I always thought he wrote Needle about Danny. I think
2: he is talking about Danny at that point.
1: I thought he's talking because at that point Danny about-
2: was was yeah. He was but isn't, isn't going he through that. About,
1: isn't he talking about people who have passed away from her? Yeah, and there
2: was, there was just, he saw it all around him. That was mm-hmm. kind of like, Tonight's the Night was also about that, not just Danny and, and Bruce Barry, but it was about, and Time Fades Away kind of touches on that with like Monday morning and stuff. It's kind of like the drugs took over. Yeah. It was no longer, you know, the hippie dream thing. So, but then the drugs came in and then the drugs took over and it got into harder drugs and a lot of people were dying all over the place because they wanted to just yeah. get high or higher and, and weed wasn't doing it anymore and acid was killing people and heroin and stuff. So,
1: great version of Needle. Um, not my favorite. I think the one that made it onto Harvest is better.
2: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, and, so too.
1: and then did you notice on Bad Fog of Loneliness, it feels like he wrote Bad Fog of Loneliness and then took that little acoustic riff he does and just said, I could do something better with this, and then wrote Needle. Do you know what I'm talking about? You think so? Let me play a little bit of Bad
2: okay.
1: <laughs> He Okay.
3: A while ago, gonna I was going to do the play for it when I was going to be doing it. Simon but later on they hired me again and I'm going to be on the show and we're going to tape it on the 4th I think or the 10th or something of February and uh, there's going to be James Taylor and Linda Ronstadt and There's some noodling, anyway, Neil. Anyway, I'm not going to do this song on that show. He is I funny. love He is real, real, real <laughs> old now. Right. I think right away you can hear I was going to do it with Carl Perkins in the Tennessee Three. That was fun. Right there. You hear it? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Same. It's Cadence. that midsection. Yeah. 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 So, side note, uh you know who ended up playing with Carl Perkins on the Johnny Cash show? No idea. Notable racist and anti vaxxer Eric Clapton for us. Really? And Derek with Derek and the Dominoes, they played with uh, and if you see look up that video on YouTube, an it's pretty now? fucking good, man. It's <laughs> Is re-
3: Clapton an anti vaxxer now did he cherry? Did he put the cherry on top of the ice? <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, him and Van Morrison. Are <laughs> what like a great fucking guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad fans people fans. worship him. I I love Eric, but it's get, he's making it harder. Every day you know, I'm, so glad I, I'm so glad I made my stance on that yeah, fucking you, brick.
3: Know,
1: you know what though Russ man And you're right you're absolutely right And you have been proved <laughs> correct But god damn it If fucking Layla doesn't Layla's you know, a
3: great song I'm never gonna take that away no, no, But Luke tears it. from heaven is the fucking worst song That's ever been
1: <laughs> I haven't listened to it forever, but I
3: remember loving that song. I remember crying a little bit. Yeah. I remember
2: me and Chu being like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> is, I mean, he's, there's, bad, there's he's written some other really bad songs, but that one became a hit, which was worse, because then you so heard it, bad. you know, yeah, the supermarket and the yeah. fucking drugstore and in the elevator. I blew, you know, it was on everywhere. I blew you know? my
1: son's mind uh, cause I, he loves my son's 14. He's been getting into like some of the movies that me and Russ watch, but he loves Goodfellas watches it all the time, which means he's fucking awesome.
2: Oh, that's a parenting win right there, man.
1: Hell yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. But, uh, he, <laughs> cool um, kid.
1: he, I said, Hey, we, we do this thing if we're coming back from a long trip, I let all my kids just pick a song and then me and my wife get to pick one. And I picked Layla cause I, I knew he didn't know what that, that end was in Goodfellas. And, I, and he's like, why? He's like, why are you playing Derek and the Domino song? I'm like, just wait, You're, you know the song. And then he plays, he's like, I don't know the song at all, which I thought was weird that he didn't know just the main theme. The diddle, dole, dole,
2: oh, right. And Goodfellas, it's just the second half. Yes, the second right. half. And then yeah, hit, that's it right. Like, yeah. It's like,
1: oh my God. So, yeah,
2: you that's, know? you know, Layla, it's the best. If you get dumped, that's the best album to listen to. Really? Yeah, because that's what it was all about. It was about Patty Harrison telling him that it wasn't going to work out.
1: Wasn't that the, you know? the woman who, uh, did she leave him or left? Uh,
2: no, George. it was his, it was George Harrison's George wife. Harrison, that's right. And George Harrison is his best friend. Yeah. <laughs> and they had Again, this attraction to each shit other. Since day one. Fucking, well, you know, he, they finally hooked up.
1: That's a real Ted dancing move, if you ask <laughs> me.
2: That's what that's what fucking you look wonderful tonight is about, too. That's right. That's at the end of that relationship where he's sick of her shit, and he wrote, "You you look wonderful tonight." So it's funny that it could they have that two big hits about her. She inspired a lot of great tunes. <laughs> she did, but I'll never give up Layla, man. <clears throat> I mean, he could, you know. Yeah. that's such a great album and, i can't get over
1: it was he in blind faith too
2: yep because blind yeah. faith rules. that's another great album Blind yeah. Faith is yeah, all the that's way a, through that's that might be it's the
1: best version album. of clapton bands i think i don't know
3: i don't know any uh, of them really well i don't agree i really like blind faith a lot yeah, yeah that's a great that album one, and that and uh what's the one is that is it called blind faith the what's the song i'm thinking of luke the one that on that blind faith record i know it, it, it's that it. like above its time it's like it seems like you could a band could do that now and it would
2: make some what, sense oh i can't find my way home
3: yes yeah I can't find yeah. my way home that's oh, yeah. beautiful is tune. Like a, it's like a you know a, a- yeah. Yeah. yeah listen
2: to that racist motherfucker fuck
3: All right, we're gonna
2: keep going. <laughs> all right. We'll it's do that. Not, we'll see. It's definitely there. not him <laughs> singing podcast.
3: <laughs> who who is the singer in that?
2: Steve Winwood. Have, oh, that's oh, right. That's right yeah. yeah. Steve Winwood's got a great voice. Oh man, he's amazing. If yeah. uh if you can get over it, listen to uh the Steve Winwood Eric Clapton live at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Because there's some noodling going on there and it's good noodling. God, and both yeah. of those guys are killing noodle, it, man. man. It's awesome. Yeah, I bet, um, no, a, I bet that's great.
1: A few more hey. comments coming in because our youngsters are dying. Um, Sandre Bjorkli Roningen. I think I pronounced that exactly <laughs> as it's supposed
3: to be pronounced. At, sure. least, you rolled, at least you rolled your R's. You
1: Sandre, also a, a, a certified youngster, big fan. <gasps> Says cowgirl in the sand from Fillmore East is like a 16-minute rocket launch to a cosmic dimension if I have grandkids and they ask me what rock and roll is I play them this killer live version of cowgirl loud hell yeah
3: oh did you guys notice coming out of the uh, chorus it's like a different structure instrumentally in cowgirl
2: wait which, word, which version
3: in uh, uh oh did he say Massey I meant uh, on um, uh, Fillmore Fil-
1: yeah, if- the yeah. Of- yeah
2: yeah yeah and yeah, right. like- yeah, that's where Billy really shines man yeah yeah keeping it all together
3: yeah. Do
1: you know yeah. where us? I can play that. No,
2: I think
3: it's. I honestly think it's coming out of every chorus. You know what? Let's play the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. Strap in for that rocket ride, boys. Um, Sorry, that rocket. <laughs> While we're John,
1: well, <clears throat> just real quick, John Locke yeah. says. Almost forgot to say, welcome back, guys. Your faithful youngsters have missed you.
2: Thank um, you for thank you for um, being patient with us. We really appreciate it. It's just you know life.
1: Yeah. And not the not the, the, album, not
2: the album that yeah. Luke hates, but you know yeah, it's just it's you universally know <laughs>
1: universally hated.
2: Life is, <laughs> life, is, uh, life is overwhelming at times or too busy. Can we go back to Massey and, and just a great example of taking a fully electric song and just completely making it a different song is Ohio.
1: Oh, yeah. If you
2: go to 224 in Ohio, it's, it's just this mastery of dynamics.
1: 224,
2: you said? Yeah, yeah. And his guitar playing. It's unbelievable. I love it. It's very powerful. is so strong on this it's so good
1: I don't get people who don't like his voice my wife does not like Neil's voice at all and
2: it's well at times it's at times it's a little thin and I don't know there are songs where it's just to me it's the, a few songs where it's just like, this is, this is not good, but there's not one moment like that on Massey Hall. No, His voice I mean, is se-
3: strong. I mean, 70 Neil, 70s Neil is just, I mean.
2: Yeah. This And this was at that time where he was just cranking out tunes, you know, and, yeah. and uh, he was with Briggs yeah. and he was doing that whole thing where he's just recording when the moon was full, mm-hmm. you know, it was just the right amount of everything, cocaine and weed and whatever lifestyle he was living. That's, know, that's, to prove, his,
3: yeah. that, that's to prove to his vampire brethren, brethren that he's 100% not a werewolf. He wants to make sure everyone knows that he's not a werewolf. <laughs> that's right.
1: <laughs> Someday <laughs> the Twilight books are going to come out and you're going to get <laughs> fucking confused. <laughs> no, this version of, of Ohio is really, really good.
3: Yeah, uh-huh. it's – I actually, I fucking love when he, does, when he does Ohio like just on his own. Yeah. And just hearing him just that like sloppy fucking stompy, you know, it's cuz Luke and I saw him and he did it on electric oh on his God. own and it was like just him playing an electric guitar alone playing Ohio and it's like it, it like on on in theory it shouldn't work but it it's so it's just, it was so good.
1: I uh, with Ohio I always imagine <clears throat> him bringing it to the band and stills going I got a great second second verse, Neil. And it just sucks. And Neil's like, "We're just gonna go oh. all."
3: <laughs> that's that's what okay. I well, how added, about well, how bro, about I do some? Uh, how many more? And Neil's like, "Okay, <laughs> fine, sure." Okay, yeah, just do that. <laughs> yeah, just do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Can't you picture just? stills writing to just
2: stills probably recorded a whole other verse and neil just had it removed after he left that's why they were never in the studio at the same time (laughs) that's great steve uh i'm gonna go and get a burger and then come back and work on this a little more just brush up a few things
1: Neil, it came out great but what what happened to my verse uh yeah the mics weren't on or some (laughs) shit whatever the whatever bullshit you need me to say
3: What happened? I wanna make about- love to you, baby. I
1: wanna make <laughs> yeah, love right? all
2: night. What happened? To that verse about me my making love on the Capitol baby. steps.
1: That girl who got shot at Kent State. She would have made love to me. Whoa, oh whoa, God! Whoa, that's, whoa, whoa.
2: No, that's no, that's that sounds like it would be Stills. Yeah, yeah be stills. That sound, that's, that's a good. <laughs> we're gonna get sued. So the the CD release of Massey Hall came with a DVD. This is what I wanted to mention earlier about young Shakespeare. So the DVD wasn't the mass, this is so Neil, it wasn't the Massey Hall show. Of course. It was the young Shakespeare show at the Stratford theater there, the Shakespeare theater in Stratford, Connecticut. What a fucking wacko. Yeah,
3: Cause obviously it was,
1: but
2: then there was like a film, there was a Dutch film crew filming. And for some reason they couldn't use the Massey Hall recordings <laughs> So they used some of, oh no, they couldn't use the, the young Shakespeare recordings. So they used some of the Massey Hall recordings for what they filmed at a different show. <laughs> and the, like, this is some kind of German printing. You can only find it in Europe or something, you know, that's all fucked up. But what I really want to see is it has his performances on the Johnny Cash show on it too. And I'd mm-hmm. like to see those, Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, yeah. in DVD quality
1: i bet you vinyl bob has that he seems like the kind of guy who would have right
2: (laughs) is that the guy with the vault in switzerland (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, i bet he's got that i bet he's got three copies on different colored vinyl
1: vinyl bob you better send
2: us that shit vinyl bob
3: hey i want to go back to um to a non Nietzsche and get your take on on a non Nietzsche. what did you think of there's
2: a world that was my cut song that's what i thought of it (laughs) I still don't like that too. It sounds without less the Disney-like, movie. Yeah. but it just—I
1: think I'm with you. I think it's my cut song too.
2: You know, I—I no, I don't love it either. I was just curious to see. Yeah, if you I, yeah. I just—I you know, I think it to me, I, it's more listenable. Yeah, but I just still don't—I don't like it. And then this version he comes across as, what's his name, Mr. Herbert from Family Guy, uh-huh. the neighbor. <laughs> Like there's, there's a world there's where a world where I have you tied up in my bed with a teddy bear. see that sounds like a still Aero song style. that's right right you're right That's more more still style, yeah, it's still style.
1: Uh, don't you know don't 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 let neil get away with with it too much with this forward arrow <laughs> um God damn it! These fucking fruit flies. Come on.
3: Fucking journey through the past, though, is awesome. Yeah.
2: yeah, and I do like this version of oh shit. What is it called? It was. I didn't like the version that was on "Time Fades Away," but oh, uh, love and mind. Let me, let me find. Yeah, love in mind. Love I actually mind I like awesome. this version yeah. better than the one on "Time Fades Away."
1: The uh, I, I love go.
2: I love that song anyway.
3: I
1: agreed. But. It's I love this ver- this version. I like more than. Time fades away, but Russ' journey through the past is great. The only thing that annoys me is because I get it. Massey Hall's in Canada. Well, I'm going back to Canada.
2: And all the (laughs) dorks.
1: Shut up.
2: Right, you've never participated in a USA chant in your life. Never. No, that's bullshit. Never have. Come on, not even, as, not even when you were in a Christian hip-hop group.
1: I will say, though, when we would go to youth conventions in Maryland, if they mentioned Massachusetts, I would yell. I'd be like, yeah, that's us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Massachusetts.
2: Yeah, go Pats. Yeah, fucking
0: socks,
1: yeah. <laughs> fucking Buckner.
2: <laughs> um, and, this, and Massey Hall's, you know, two strong openers, too. Really, everything, his voice, just the way he's playing, you know, and, and on the way home and telling me why.
1: On the way home, rules. That song yeah. is way better on this version than the Buffalo yeah. Springfield version.
2: Absolutely. Is it Stills
1: who sings the Buffalo Springfield version? I, 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 don't, I don't know. know. I th- I just assume no. it is, but it's like I don't like it. I, this version's way. He should. Yeah, this
2: is way better. And then dance, dance, dance from Massey Hall. He later changed that around, and it became Love Is a Rose. Because yeah. I thought that's what it was when I was listening to it. I'm like, isn't this Love Is a Rose? And apparently he just, he's kind of rearranged it a little bit and put it on, what was that, on Homegrown? He released that on Homegrown?
1: Yeah. And it was on Decade, too, Love is a Rose. Oh, okay. Love is a Rose is better than this. Yeah. Dance Dance is fine. It's it's kind of corny, actually. This might be my cut song as Dance Dance Dance. It's way better as Love is a Rose. Yeah. Dance, dance! Shut up. Well,
2: do you want to go? You want to go to top threes now and and cut tunes, or do you guys have more to more to say?
1: No, I think that's this is a good. Uh, this is, a, I mean, we've covered all these songs a bunch. I, yeah. I think it, we would be we should mention "Helpless" because this version is fucking great, really yeah. great version of "Helpless." Um, "Helpless" is it's one of those songs that grows on me the more I listen to it. It shouldn't. It should be a fairly boring song. It's three chords. He doesn't say much. And the more you listen, the more you're like, man. This is a beautiful song. So, yeah. Anyway.
2: That's the one where you were talking earlier about that loneliness vibe really yes. coming out. <clears throat> and in this version of Helpless. Yeah. Yeah, even more so than the studio version.
1: Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we, we could do top threes and cuts. Why don't we do it per – why don't we start with Massey? You want to start with Massey? Okay. Sure. Um, you want me to start?
2: Uh, uh, yeah, if you want to. I'm ready. But if you want to start, go ahead.
1: My three is Bad Fog. My two is um, On the Way Home, and my one is Cowgirl. I just really like the acoustic version of Cowgirl a lot. So, um, Honorable mentions to A Man Needs a Maid, because I think that's a really great version. But I think I got – I really liked it on Young Shakespeare, so it didn't blow me away this time as much.
2: Uh, My three on Massey is Ohio. Oh, yeah. Uh, My two is Down by the River. And number one, and I just – everything about it is just perfect to me is uh, don't let it bring you down.
3: Yeah.
1: You know, and I know we
2: didn't mention it very much yeah. during the podcast, but I love that version.
3: Uh, that's my number
2: two. I love it. And part of it is that, that tuning it down and just going right into it. Yeah. It's almost like part of the song.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. My, my uh, three is journey through the past. <clears throat> my two, is um don't let it bring you down and i gotta go with old man just because that one really i don't know it just it was like that song like I said it's it's so burned into us so it's hard to remove yourself from all that but i was for some reason i was able to and and experienced it almost like i was experiencing it for the first time and it like really moved me a lot and i i just thought it was fucking gorgeous i should have picked that
2: (laughs) well it's too late you gotta eat what you got I'm, just, I'm joking. just joking. I'm just oh. joking. Have you seen? Oh my god, that's from. Uh, yes, yeah, I uh, think you this the, Oh down. my god, that is this. I don't know how they. Could, yeah. I know I'm digressing, but I don't know how they could have made that show more awkward. Oh, it's so good. Blake, and we've then been,
3: we've been
1: slipping these in all the, this whole episode. Yeah. not caught oh, all That's all the these.
2: first one I caught. That's yeah, the first these, one I caught. Any of these right little
3: there. fuckers ever pop out of the fucking wall and say, "Fuck," there's a horse cock in my room or a donkey dick. <laughs>
2: It's it's the
1: funniest show That anyone's ever made I'm sorry I think you should leave By Tim Robinson on Netflix Is the funniest show
3: That oh, I so made Oh it's so good I fucking love it so much The
2: Carver vac, You know But <laughs> when you get the hot dog Stuck in your throat And then that whole backstory The shirt The fucking weird shirt store Dan Flashes The crazy Dan Flashes. pattern Dan, Dan Flashes, Flashes. <laughs> Shut the
3: fuck up dog You fucking skunk
2: <laughs> And then the hat the uh, fucking yeah. trial, and they're going through the text messages. <laughs> it's just <laughs> like Dave <laughs> has like, this fucking ridiculous hat. What a fuckwad. Oh, the guy looks like a complete fucking idiot. He's, what the hell? <laughs> the dice, he's kicking the dice. I have dice in my part. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Even
3: All right. uh, even All right, though, like sorry. little <laughs> other ones are great. Like even the one with with Tim Heidecker is great too. Oh yeah. Like, with the monsters, that alien thing in, at the restaurant. That's great. Like, oh, I don't
2: know if I've seen that one yet. I think okay, I'm. Okay. Is that in the first three? No. no, it's, no. it's like uh, oh, okay. the later
3: yeah. last ones.
1: I mean. um, all right. Cut cut song from Massey.
3: But this wait, is, shoot, what did you think of Coffin Flop, though? Come on, Coffin Flop. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah.
2: <laughs> my, my, I was watching it with my daughter, and she wasn't really getting it <laughs> until that. Then she really started laughing. <laughs> yeah. You know, so that's funny. so great. It's like, whoa. So Coffin
1: What the? What the hell just happened?
3: No souls.
1: (laughs) I missed all that. I unfortunately, whatever just happened, whatever you guys just said, I don't think it made it into the recording because my fucking thing just went fucking haywire. But coffin flop is a good sketch.
2: (laughs) Okay. Well, I mean, just now or the whole thing? Just now. It just. Okay. Jesus Christ. Um. I talked to the guys from Film Crickets for two hours, and then they said it didn't record. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I did the
1: movie Awakenings with them.
2: Yeah, they told me about it. They said it was, it was a lot of fun. I did good. Conan and Conan to the Destroyer with them.
1: Nice. Um, cut songs from Massey.
2: Uh, I already said mine, There's a World.
1: I think mine would probably be either There's a World or Dance.
3: Dance, dance. I think mine's
2: There's a World.
1: It, this was a tricky one. It's like some of his earlier ones where it's really hard to pick a top three. Like when Russ said, old man, I'm like, ah, yeah. Like,
2: yeah. Cause it's all of it's So really.
1: Yeah. And just then is great. And then Fillmore has the opposite problem. Cause there's only six songs.
2: <laughs> right. Well, you know what? I didn't count. Come on, baby. Let's go downtown. I because did. we covered that in, uh,
1: Oh, cause it's the same.
2: Tonight's edition. the night. So I figured, you know what, I'm not going to include that in any of the cuts or, or top threes because I, I think it was already in my top three for that mm-hmm.
1: album. I'm going to yeah. include it because it's in my top three. <laughs> <laughs> but only because of Danny, I feel like it can't hurt to throw Danny one more. Danny and the Dreamers. What are, what are they? Memories? Danny and the Memories.
2: Danny and the Memories. Um, Danny and the Moments.
1: <laughs> my three is, uh, Come on, Baby, Let's Go Downtown. My two is down by, and my one is cowgirl. I mean, come on. I mean, come on. Fucking cowgirl, come on.
2: Stop saying that. I mean, Why don't you just on. fucking throw some water on a fucking steak?
1: <laughs> Slop them up. Slop them up. No. Slop them up. Mike, I used to be a piece of shit. I'm worried. To- <laughs>
3: I'm worried that. <laughs> I'm worried your baby thinks that I care that uh, that I used that to I, be give a piece. Ass. I give a rat's ass. That I give a rat's ass that I used to be a piece oh of shit. My God. Chicken spaghetti and
2: chikolinis.
3: Chikolinis. Itty bitty jeans. Itty
1: bitty jeans. All right, everyone go watch. I think you should leave.
2: Yes. Um, So we're doing top three. Yeah. um, Live and film. I I
3: don't want to be around anymore.
1: (laughs) Too much (laughs) shit on my face. Stop. No one one gets this. I'm telling you, I'm I'm telling you that I am. There's so much fucking birds
2: on me. Oh, man. All right. My number three is winter long. My number two is down by the river. And my number one is everybody knows this is nowhere. What? And I just love that song. It's a good song. That's I like, love that tune. And I'm the like drums mi- sound amazing.
3: I'm like a mix of you both. Okay. My three is everybody knows this is nowhere. My two is winter long. And my one is um, cowgirl.
1: Yeah. Cowgirl's so good. Uh, my cuts wondering. Sorry.
2: Yeah. So is mine. It's Even better. though I like it, it sounds great, but that's, yeah. you know,
1: yeah, it's um, it's the weakest of all the songs. Can we have Joel from the uh, Neil Young Canadian posting Facebook group uh, make another Facebook group called? I think you should kneel instead of I think you should leave. <laughs> I
2: think you should kneel now. It's
1: just Neil memes mixed with um, I think you should leave memes.
2: And so it's like Neil with his hair slicked back. It's
1: like uh, Mike, <laughs> you, Mike, you watch the <laughs> <laughs> it's pushed back, Mike. Oh, okay, sorry. Right. Uh, <laughs> but Mike, you watch The Sopranos.
2: I've never seen one episode of The Sopranos okay, ever,
1: Russ. You watch The Sopranos, <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah.
1: And they, but you didn't watch Seinfeld, Russ.
3: Not all the way through, no.
1: So there's a Facebook group called like. It's something Gabagool something, but it's it's Seinfeld. It's strictly memes. It's Ciccolini. It's strictly memes that incorporate Seinfeld and The Sopranos, and it's so fucking funny. So I feel like this is where the internet has evolved to. It's like this and then one more step before the world ends. But it's great, where it's just super specific things, and now it's mixing the two. It's like there's a whole Facebook meme group dedicated to arrested development fake spotify playlists have you seen this
2: no it's oh my god
1: it's so fucking funny it's just it's like
2: like, you know what it's like memes are like the puzzles in the hellraiser movies (laughs) and eventually someone's going to create one that's going to open the gates of hell and we're all going to be eaten (laughs) and raped by demons it'll probably have something to do with neil it yeah, will. Neil will be laughing because I'm, I'm time traveling out of this bullshit. I'm Maybe. going back to 1975.
3: Maybe this meme
1: group is the thing that does it. Maybe that's it.
2: Oh, great! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, uh, can't wait.
1: Anyway, right on. it was good to talk to you boys. Hopefully, we yeah. get one in the next couple of weeks. We'll try. We'll try to be more bi-weekly, but no promises. So, it is it's Chrome
3: Dreams time. Two is next, right?
1: Home Dream? Oh,
3: Chrome.
2: Chrome <laughs> Dreams Two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dreams, yeah. That's, that's the next one we're covering. And, uh, yes, thank you youngsters for being very patient with us. Yeah. We appreciate it. And don't forget to uh, check out the website, longmayyouyoungpodcast.com. You can listen to all the episodes there. If you missed any of the episodes, you can also buy merch if you'd like there and, uh, feel free to message us through there also, yeah. and then find us on social media at Long May you Young on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, We're on Facebook, and uh, we also post to the Neil Young subreddit. So you can check us out there.
1: And if you want to be part of our Dangerous Nights crew, you just have to come to (laughs) Buffalo Wild Wings with us.
2: (laughs) I don't know if I saw that one.
1: It's the Sloppy Steaks one.
2: Oh, is it the Sloppy Steaks (laughs) one? Okay, sorry. Dangerous Nights.
1: Um, All right, anyway. All right. (laughs) It's good to see you. Good to see you, boys. All
2: right, get well, Russ. What's what's
1: next? Is it... We, Chrome Is it Chrome Dreams or? And oh, we just, just
2: thanks for listening, Luke. No, no I was that.
1: I know yeah. Russ cut out. That's why I thought he said home. Oh
2: yes, home it's Chrome Dreams. Dreams Chrome two. Dreams too. Yeah.
1: Chrome <laughs> Dreams too. Okay, is that why in my mind do I think that's another compilation of older it's, songs?
2: Well, there's some older stuff on it that he recorded with okay. the Blue Notes that he put on there. But remember, for a long time, he was supposed to release Chrome Dreams, and everybody you know, he had all these songs on it and then all those songs ended up on other albums. So (laughs) instead of releasing Chrome dreams, he released Chrome dreams Two because he's Neil fucking young.
1: And that's totally different. It's
2: a completely, there's nothing that was supposed to be on the first Chrome dreams. Yeah. I
1: thought fork in the road was next for some reason, but
2: I think that's the one right after it.
1: Okay. Chrome (sighs) dreams Two. Jesus. Chrome dreams Two next.
2: Unless
3: we're, unless we're (laughs) doing the sugar mountain (laughs) live at Canterbury house thing.
2: Oh, is that the next one? Yeah, I will. Uh-oh.
3: Yeah, you cut Oh, that's one. CSN. Did I? Yeah, you cut have yeah. Is that the next one? Yeah, I said, unless you can we don't. But as far as on the archives, it's actually CSN why Deja Vu Live is next. But then it would be Canterbury House.
1: Why don't we do Chrome Dreams 2, but we'll also talk about Sugar Mountain a little bit.
3: Okay. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Cause you cause know what? I love that record. I love the Canterbury, the Sugar Mountain. That, I that, that album. He's it, he's is it that uh, one where he's like, like he's a hilarious a lot and he's yeah hilarious. he's like yeah. it's
2: a really he's really funny in between the songs.
3: Yeah, it's like every and though all of those are separate tracks and it, it's like says songwriting rap or recording right. rap And They all yeah. say rap after it because it's right. and, yeah.
1: so. Let's do Chrome Dreams too, but we'll also listen to that too. Okay. Cool all right
0: cool all
2: right all right guys guys. youngsters thanks a lot all right right, guys i'll talk to you later
0: i used to be a piece of shit spiked up blonde hair little bitty jeans chicken spaghetti and chiccolinis people can change let the boy hold the baby
3: smiled at me. Um. I'm not a piece of shit.
2: I used to be. People can change. People can change.
1: It's a dangerous night.
0: The night is the night. It's the light of my life.
2: I want a dangerous
1: night.
0: No slack is face, guys. Please, I need it.